We're here for a new season of True Selfie, and I hope you are too. This season, the topics get real. So I brought in some reinforcements, and you guys already know her. Give it up for Hannah Richard. I am so ready, Brooke. We will be diving in deep to some awesome topics such as relationships, moving into seasons of being uncomfortable, and just being the body of Christ, and so much more. Um, I'm just ready to kick off this season, and you are listening to a new episode of True Selfie Podcast. Welcome into True Selfie. We are here for another week, another episode. It's Thursday. Hannah, say happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday. It is True Thursday. On Thursdays, you get a episode of Truth when you listen to True Selfie. So um, get ready. It's going to be good. Yeah. Are you comfortable? I'm very comfortable. Okay, because we're about to get uncomfortable with this topic. Oh, I see did what you see did. that? Oh my god! I see what you did. There. Did you see what I just wow. did? Oh my goodness! The oh. topic today is called "Comfortable with Getting Uncomfortable," and you guys might get a little uncomfortable with the topic today. But honestly, I'm like, this is one of my favorite ones that we're gonna do. I think yeah. this season. Oh, sweet. When you, when I saw this topic, I was like, yes, because that's my heart and soul behind everything that I feel like this podcast is, um, my life in general, I don't ever want to be comfortable right. with what God's called me to do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I want to always step out, expand my box as scared as I may be, yeah. but still do it. So, yep. Do not want to be stuck in the same place do forever. Not. That's, we don't, that's no. not, that's not God's life. Like his intention for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of bad things happen when you're like standing still oh yeah your body gets too cold they say to like move around when you're cold because you got to get your blood pumping you got to warm yourself up you gotta get going i just feel like you're about to do like (laughs) like i'm about to run (laughs) no (laughs) i just the vision of that guy in like the curly hair with the aerobics gear what's his name richard simmons yes You had me like ready for that. I'm like, let's go. All right, everybody. Let's go. I got my leg warmers on. I'm not wearing Oh, I'm so glad this is video so people see you're actually not wearing leg warmers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're going to get uncomfortable today. Um, so this podcast, like I said, was kind of something for me um, because I am someone that is not. I don't normally like to talk. Did you know that about me? No. <laughs> Your face was like... I, like, my family will attest to this. My husband will attest to this. I am just a complete, like, peace and quiet. I don't like to talk if I don't have to. I love, like, a home that's quiet. And he, Jesse, is, like, the talker in our relationship. And... Like, even my parents and my sister are like, you can just never call me. And I'm like, I just don't like to talk. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't like to talk. I'll text you all day long, but I just don't like to talk. And the fact that I have a podcast where I have to talk, I'm like, this this doesn't make sense. Well, they say that the more quiet you are, you know, the more wisdom you have because you're not just, you know. Yes. So there you go. I receive that. You are are wise, Brooke. I receive that. (laughs) Um, so this is a very uncomfortable thing for me to do is to be on a podcast and talk. What is something uncomfortable that you've had to do either recently or just any time in your life that it was like pulling you like 
God was like pulling you out. Like you have to get out of the box. Do you remember like a season where you're just like, I don't want to, but he's like, you have to. Well, I know the main one I'm talking about, like the most uncomfortable I ever felt in my entire life was when I had to go away for college. Yes. And he called me to go to Alabama, Mm -hmm. a place I had never been before. I knew nobody. Like I knew of people in the town that I was going to, but it wasn't like they were people I was close to or hung around. And I wasn't good with new people. When I meet new people, like if somebody, this is something God has grown me in a lot in coming up to new people because I just get nervous. Like meeting new people is so stressful for me too. I'm very bad at it. Yeah. The first night that I stayed in the dorms, I cried. I'm going to be honest. I I was like, I don't know any of these people. They don't know me. I'm not around anybody that I'm used to. I don't know who to go to. I don't know what to do. I was a hot mess for like the first two weeks of school. But God has grown me so much. Like I can move to a new job and not be freaked out. I can, you know, go up to people who are new in church and be like, hey, like, what's up yeah. you know and act like I already know them yeah you know yeah God just like restored a lot of that yeah I'm like I can do it but it's still not enjoyable yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just like Jesse can carry on a conversation with people yeah. he like has these questions that he like always asks new people that he so like he has a bullet list of like things that he can bring up, but it's the awkward silence for me that literally scares me. Yeah. Or I'm like, I don't know what to say next. Oh my gosh. What am I going to say? Mm, like the <laughs> weather's like, been weird, hasn't it? No. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to say the weather because everybody says the weather and that's just so, you know, and so like you just overthink it, but mm-hmm. moving is very uncomfortable. Yeah. We've moved to our town that we live in now when we first got married and we didn't know anybody. Um, and I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I didn't have to like, I could go to Walmart and not have to like run into anybody I know. Right. Like, you know, so it was, it was good for me because I'm just so like, I'm just so chill. Like I just, mm-hmm. I'm a homebody. Um, but it was a very good decision that we moved. It really helped us being apart from just back home and everything just anyway but I know being uncomfortable is not a fun thing yeah it isn't do you remember those times like in high school and like when you had to like get up in front of people and talk oh yeah like for speeches and stuff well especially so we moved at least 13 times Oh my gosh. I was growing up. So I went back and forth between schools a lot. And I think that might be where that stems from. It could be. Because they always ask you to stand in front of the class or like stand up and tell everybody something about yourself. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, don't let me get up. I don't know. Like, I was here three years ago and I'm back. (laughs) You don't remember me? And it's so awkward because, like, all these kids in the school grew up with each other. They all have been going to the school. And then you're the new kid, and you don't know what group to go to. And it's usually the not so 
good influence ones that accept that you first. accept you and so that probably is where that stems from but i'm also grateful for that yeah um when i saw the topic that we um we're going to talk about today i was like i was thinking back to um like just different seasons in my life where i felt the push to move forward into the unknown you know mm-hmm. and as scary as those seasons are um I just remember realizing that whenever God has called me into a new season, it's always been something that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, um, I remember back when I got called into, we got, we felt the calling to lead the kids ministry at our church. And I remember when, um, you know, we had talked about it and then like that Sunday when, when I got up to say like we were going to be the new kids leaders, mm-hmm. I remember saying like, I don't like kids. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember you telling me <laughs> because like growing up, I was, and I, I'm really still not that I'm kind of the same way now, but like, I, I'm not like a super kid person. Like if there's a baby, I'm not going to hold your baby. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I like kids, kids, but like, I've never been like, Oh, like there's kids. I'm going to go and like hang out with them. Right. You know, I've not been that kind of person. Now, Jesse has always been that way. He loves kids. He'll get on the floor with any kid, you know? And so, um, I just remember getting up and like, um, I'm going to be the new kids leader, but I know that the God called me this because I don't really like kids. Like I've never mm-hmm. liked kids, but he has placed a burden on my heart. And when things are out of who we are, that's when God steps in. And that's kind of been the indicator for me with just different seasons of like, okay, I know this isn't me. It's not me thinking up this podcast because I hate talking. Mm -hmm. Like it's not me leading kids because I don't really like, I'm not super, I don't really love kids that much, you know, not that I don't love kids. Brooke loves children. <laughs> I do love kids. She loves them. But he places things on our hearts for the season that we're walking in. And he, and that's just how I know, you know, like this isn't me because in, uh, in and of myself, it's not. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> I feel like you're looking at me no. like, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I totally understand. I do. I get it. But it just, the things that are. Like seasons that you're going to walk in, they don't make, like usually when it's God, it's not going to make sense to you mm-hmm. because he's going to grow you yeah. into that. And it's going to be uncomfortable because it's not going to be of your own strength. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Checking for verification I just here. need some like reassurance <laughs> that I'm not just babbling. Yes. Oh, I totally get it. Because, you know, brain... Well, let me take you to <laughs> Hebrews because that's yeah. kind of where we were going to go. And then it'll come back to you. Yes. Um, Hebrews 11, 8, 10. It says this. Um, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. And that's the really important part because when God calls you out of comfortability, you're not going to know where you're going. He yeah. never really gives you like, this is what it's going to be. You know, it's usually like a, a step here, you know, uh, a place here, an opportunity here. Um, it's, it's really like the way I see 
following God's will on your life is just obeying obedience at every point. You know, every time he gives you an opportunity or every time he put something in your way, do you obey him? And that's what Abraham did. He obeyed not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents. And then it says in verse 10, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Um, So I just, I wanted to talk about that verse just because Abraham's like the king of all like you know promises yes yes like god says i'm gonna make you the father of many nations Mm -hmm. look at the stars you know and then he willingly uncomfortable foreign place like he had no idea where he was going no idea how he was going to eat no idea what pain or what sacrifice or what things were going to come after he said yes and obeyed um he still did it anyways it was uncomfortable yeah you know an uncomfortable place to be is when God says, Hey, come here. And you're like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just fine right here. (laughs) I know. And that's how you felt, right? Yeah. I remember when I first heard about the ministry school that God was calling me to, I had never heard of it before. I didn't know. Um, and I shared a little bit of it in our last podcast in the waiting room right how even my mom like knew who the woman was who started the school and everything and she's like how do you not know and, me in. you know yeah. and all these amazing things but it was so far away and I was so comfortable and literally the exact words I used with my mom was I'm comfortable where I am mm-hmm. I'm happy I read my Bible every day, every morning before I go to whatever I'm doing. You're like, I'm following God right here. Yeah, (laughs) I go to church, to all the services. I'm doing all these things, you know. Right. And I feel like I'm doing what God is calling me to do. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Says the flesh heart of Hannah. (laughs) But then, okay, so it was like around January, February time of 2017 when I was first introduced to the school Mm -hmm. and still had never been down to Alabama. All I saw was videos and like Facebook and YouTube. That was it. That's all I knew. But then um, at the women's conference that we had for our church that April, and I had not even turned in an application or anything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this woman was speaking at the conference and she talked about the threshing floor. And that's a process in getting wheat or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how God is going to take you out of your comfortable spot where you feel happy and doing your routines with God. Mm-hmm. He wants to make you uncomfortable. And I'm just looking at my mom the whole time like, why is she saying the same things? That I'm just looking at me. Yes, <laughs> she's, she hears what I'm going through. <laughs> but... It was so awesome to hear like the breaking process of the threshing floor. So you have cut the wheat. Mm-hmm. It's like these tall, you know, you buy it from the store for mm-hmm. decorations too. Yep. Like this tall wheat, you break it and you like beat it like crazy. And you put it through these, um, I don't know, like a filter kind of thing mm-hmm. to get all the extra gunk out so that you can use the most... <clears throat> you know, resourceful things from the wheat so that you can use it to bake with and, you know, take it to the next final process. Right. This is so good. It 
was beating me from that seat, like, in the back row. <laughs> Don't like, you love it when, like, messages are for you? Yes. There, it humbles me that, like, as far, like, they probably are for, like, a million other people, like, in the room. Yeah. But in the moment, like, it humbles me knowing that God loves me so much that he would handcraft this whole thing just for me. Yeah. You know? It's like you have just a spotlight yes. on yes. your face. Yes, where he knows what you need, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the process of the threshing floor, like, I told you, like, I remembered this moment. And as much as this moment was for you, it was for me too in the season that I was in. But the importance of the threshing floor is that beating process. Yes. Like, that is the most important part of the whole process because what happens is if you don't allow those things to be beaten out of, mm-hmm. it ruins the whole thing. Yeah. And how many of us have been scared of getting stuff taken out of us? Yeah. You know, cause it's painful mm-hmm. and it hurts and it feels like you just remember like, like our parents and grandparents saying like, um, you know, I'm going to take you out to the back of the woodshed and give you a good beating. You know what I mean? Yeah. That there is a, a condemnation that like, it's not good, but like for us to get stuff beaten out of us by our heavenly father, like that's not always bad. Yeah. He does it in love. Yes. Because he wants you to grow. And little did I know at that time, the whole plan that he had ahead for me in this process and everything So, like, before I went to the school, I was still super-duper shy. I wasn't very outspoken with people. I wouldn't, like, openly volunteer for things. Like, I kept to myself pretty well. Mm -hmm. And I also remember telling myself, I think I know all that I need to know about God. That was probably the worst thing I could ever tell He's myself. like, come on, we going to the shed, girl. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> took me to the back of the shed. <laughs> and that's the way you're going to think. <laughs> yeah. But because I let him beat that stuff out of me. Right. And I was so fearful and so afraid because I am such a family person. I didn't want to be away from my family or be like, walking distance with somebody I had never even gone to like a Winterfest trip or anything without somebody that I knew right by my side right you know so this was my first like big adult quote-unquote decision yeah and my first time leaving the house for like real right or anything um but because I allowed God to do that I grew so much in so many ways of who I really was deep inside and I learned so much more about God and I was like wow I'm never gonna start like stop learning about God and there's so much more to him but um there were some scriptures that helped me so much um with that process um and like you said with Abraham going to a place that he didn't know that's like you Yes, I did not know. <laughs> I did not know about buggies. Do you, I didn't know. <laughs> do you think Abraham on his first night, he got in the tent and cried like you did? 
I don't think he would admit to it. Yeah, <laughs> he right. did. That's so funny. Um, but I love what it says in Proverbs 3, 5. And a lot of people use that, but it's so true. To trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Yes. I did not need to understand anything about this process. I just needed to trust in God in it. It took me a few weeks after actually going forward with it and like actually moving down there and everything. And I got to experience a service that they had at the school and everything. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm starting to feel like God. This is where Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. You know, and I was so thankful for that. Um, and it also says in Second Timothy one seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and this version says self discipline. Mm. And I was like, oh, because I was so fearful, I was like terrified, almost shaking. And when we first passed the Alabama border and we stopped at a gas station, opened the door, I felt the humidity just <laughs> hit me. And I was like, Mom, you're going to leave me here? This is a bad decision. I can't breathe. <laughs> like literally, it is so hot down here. I can't. And I was so scared of what was going to happen. But God did not give me that spirit. He wants right. it to... We should be excited for change. We should be excited about these things and getting uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We should get comfortable with being, with uncomfortable. being uncomfortable. Yeah, we should. I think like when you were talking about that threshing fold, like or threshing floor where the beating happens, like what do you think for somebody who maybe doesn't um, understand the spiritual, you know, revelation of that? what are the things that you would say like need to be maybe what that were being out of you? Like what are like for me, it would probably be like, I had a lot of jealousy in my heart. There were things that I needed to let go of, you know? Um, what were some of those things for you in that point? Was it more like, um, those roots of like, you know what I mean? Like this, the sinful flesh like roots, or was it more, I don't know. Like. Right. Well, um, and we'll probably talk about this in more detail of stuff later, but I got free of a lot of things before I went to the school. I had been addicted to pornography for over 10 years. Wow. And I thought that I was fully free from that, but mm-hmm. little did I know that there were still little things that affected me like personality and deep inside like I still had so many insecurities Mm -hmm. I was so timid and not bold not saying like you know a boastful kind of bold but just like you know I had low self-esteem I still even though I felt beautiful about myself Mm -hmm. and all these things like that but I still had a lot of stuff deep inside of me that were almost like these breadcrumbs that got left from gotcha. all that stuff that yeah. I was, you know, dealing with in the past and going into a place where I didn't have voices of people that I knew who didn't fully understand or didn't fully know what I had gone through. God took me away from everything I knew so that he could get me alone and spend time with him mm-hmm. and put, you know, new people in my life, not saying that 
I was, you know, like letting go of all the other other people, but yeah, but he brought these people into my life at that school from all kinds of different places. Mm -hmm. Like there were so many students from all over the country and some even from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I got completely surrounded by people who were running after God, not saying that there weren't people back at home. It's just those people grew up with me. They had ideas of what they wanted for me and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Um, and I appreciated that so much. I always felt the love and the, right. the encouragements from those around me. God just had other plans. And he was like, I need to take you here so that we can get rid of all this other stuff that's still in you. Yeah. Because you're not who I called you to be right now. Yeah. You need to be more bold. I need you to see that you have power mm -hmm. and you have self-discipline in you to deepen your relationship with me. And there were so many other things, you know, right. I had no idea what it truly looked like to have a relationship or anything like that with God when it came to like an intimate relationship with God. Um, stuff like that because of things that had happened in my past that I thought I was fully over. Mm -hmm. But the more I grew in a relationship with him, it's like he revealed those things to me. Yeah, it's kind of like you, like when you cut things out of a garden, you kind of, if unless you take it by the like, your whole hand and you pull all of the roots up, right. you don't really ever get completely free or delivered from it. So many times we can just like snip or like, you know, just to the top soil, but then all those right. roots are still kind of down underneath the ground and they maybe don't see the light on most days, but sometimes mm -hmm. they do like root up and you're like, Oh, what is that? There are things even still today, like a couple weeks ago, um, something came up in me and it, it literally <laughs> took me for like a whole, I was like sobbing and I'm like, I don't like the way that this makes me feel. So yeah. God, there's something still in my heart that I have to allow you to heal. There are still breadcrumbs that, you know, I thought I was free from, mm -hmm. but a situation came and I was, and it's like, I felt weak again. You know, I felt like I was not able to pull through it on, on honestly is what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And so like, even, you know, years down the road, like there are still going to be things in our lives where we're like, Oh, we thought we had that taken care of, but like, yeah. I guess I didn't really <laughs> surrender all There's my still heart. Some maintenance that yeah. needs done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So there, and that's that part of, you know, beating, yeah, you know that that wheat and getting all of that, the stuff that's burnt off. And you kind of think of it the same way, like the way that um, under fire, like metal and stuff, the way it gets purified. Yeah. Right. Is that the, is that the right yeah, analogy? Yeah, like burning out the impurities yes, of the metal. Yes. Yeah. And how that's the same way. So many people are like, "Oh, I don't want to go into the fire. Like, I don't want to be burned. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to be beaten. I don't want to. That doesn't sound like fun." But can I tell you, it's so there's so much freedom in knowing one that God loves you so much that He wants to pull the best out of you. Mm -hmm. But two, it's required for where you're going to go. Like yeah. you can't go to the next base in your life. You can't go to the next chapter, to the next season until you first allow him to take those things out of you, those impure things, those, those roots. Yeah. That's what we're kind of talking about today. You got to get uncomfortable. You got to mm -hmm. allow God's fire to burn things out of yeah. you. You got to allow 
the the process of the beating don't be scared of the beating yeah you know because it's it's a process of getting you to where he intends you to be yeah yeah she's like yeah (laughs) that's great but we can always grow you know he always has more for us we can always grow there's never if we ever get to the point like we said in the beginning where we're standing still let that be an indicator for you in your walk like where are we going next? Cause I'm like, I think yeah. there's a place to stand still and wait for God. But mm-hmm. I also think that there's a time where you're standing and not fulfilling what you're called to do. Yeah. So, um, I really liked what James had to say. Um, in James one 22, um, he said, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Mm. And I really felt that when I told myself that I thought I knew that I needed to know about God. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was listening to God's word all the time, you know, but I never went further than that. I just listened. I didn't really put full action into it. Right. And um, somebody... Somebody was saying the other day about um, putting your putting feet to your faith. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I was like, mm, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's like when you taste something good, you're like, mm. mm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true. That's exactly what... Will you read that James 1.22 again? Yeah. Because I feel like that goes really well with what you just said. Um, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Right. So how many times do we like, we hear, we're in church, right? We hear the scripture, we hear the message, we hear God say, you know, this, this, this. That's not enough. Like, that's not great. You heard it. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Yeah. But now you got to do it. Yeah. Like, that's where that feat comes in, where the action comes in. Um, I think I interrupted you before you were. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Um, But also, like, getting stuck in routines is such a hard thing that a lot of churches nowadays, especially in America, you know, mm-hmm. we get used to just, you know, going to church on Sundays and Wednesdays or events and stuff. And that's all that we do. Mm-hmm. I was one of those Christians at one point that the only time I really read my Bible was going to church. It wasn't until like maybe a year before I went off to ministry school that I was actually like opening my Bible every day. Yeah. I was like, maybe I should read this. <laughs> I'm about to go spend you know? a lot of money on this school of ministry. I think I better crack open the Bible. Yeah, maybe I should read this other than just what my pastor has given me. I mean, it's a good word yeah. and it's stuff I need to apply to my life. Right. But God didn't call you just to, you know, go to church and live in this routine. Right. Um, and you know, going to churches, like your pastor is equipping you to go out into the world and do more ministry. Right. Because your life is a ministry. Right. And it's going to be very uncomfortable. It <laughs> is. He never said it was going to be comfortable, but that's also why he sent his Holy Spirit. Yes. I love to that. To be the comf- comforter, comforter yeah. when it's uncomfortable. I cannot tell you, like earlier I said that I don't like you know, being around people a lot, or I used to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I was an RA, a resident advisor over a girl's dorm my second year with over 40 girls in there. 
They all have different backgrounds, different personalities. Some of them had never done their laundry. I was one of those girls, though. My first <laughs> year, like, like I, in our last episode, talking about Grace. I know you. I had to it. give Grace. It's like, it. how do you not know how to do laundry? Oh, Hannah, you were that way. <laughs> Think back when you were. Yes. <laughs> and these girls would come up to me and tell me things I did not want to hear Mm -hmm. or that I never imagined I would have to hear coming from their mouth I'm Mm -hmm. like we're in ministry school like you'd what (laughs) what's happening or the counselors would come to me and be like we need your help in this situation I'm like why is this a situation that we're having to you know do yeah and these uncomfortable topics that the girls would come to me with I would tell them give me five minutes go back to your room prepare yourself to meet, and I'm going to pray. That's so good, though. And I would just ask God, like, this is a very uncomfortable situation. I need the comforter. I need that only so your good. words to come out of my mouth. Yes. When we, when I talked, when we talked to her, because you're in the you're middle of this. You're going to do this. <laughs> this ain't me, buddy. No. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, have never had this happen to me. <laughs> So you're going to have to lead it because I know that you went to the cross with all sins and you know what she's going through. I do not. So in those uncomfortable times, people may come up to you that God puts in your way that, you know, this may be an uncomfortable thing for some of you listening when you're just going about your day and God brings somebody across your path. And you just feel uncomfortable. And don't let your eyes deceive you, no matter how they look, no matter how they smell or, you know, because, you know, we can be thrown off by earthly things and things that are right in front of us. Yeah. But we need so badly to focus on the spiritual aspect, how God sees that person. And you need to ask him to give you comfort in this uncomfortable situation And that can be a little, I mean, that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. It may be considered little to some people, but that may be a big thing for you that's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. is talking to people. Yeah. Even praying for people. I know so many Mm -hmm. people that like refuse to pray out loud because it's so uncomfortable. Um, But I love what you said about like, let me like, okay, I I hear what you're saying. Let, give me five minutes and let me, we'll meet back up. Yes. You prepare your heart for me and I'm going to prepare my heart for you. <laughs> I'm like, that is a really good tool though, because like you said, it's not you walking into that situation. You're an avenue for God to move through that situation and for you to be able to effectively work in that and to help and to bring comfort to that person. You have to first ask him to come in and, and speak. You know, what Mm -hmm. would you have me say? Praying, you know, that's so many people like are so cliche about prayer. I'm like, how can you be? Yeah. You know, people like, oh, just pray about it. I feel like that's just something that people say just to say, or I'm praying for you. Like, yeah. How can you be so, like, that is why, like, that's how we make it. Yeah. That's how we grow. Yeah. You know, Um, even with, the prayer thing too we I have you can always push yourself and grow more and ask God now be careful when you ask God to help you grow because he'll give you those opportunities (laughs) the fire gets turned up baby we're (laughs) just turning it full force he moves you to the front burner and he turns it up yes (laughs) um 
um, when you said praying for people, it made me think of, um, who was, I don't even remember who it was, but somebody told me that they had stopped saying that they were going to pray for people. They just pray right then. They pray right then and there. And I was like, that is uncomfortable. Yes, (laughs) it is uncomfortable. So sometimes I try to push myself to do that that. more. I do too. Somebody, it must have been where either at the church or somewhere that we are, because I've heard that too. Mm -hmm. And I've, every time I'm like, okay, God, I need to pray just right now because I'm not going to remember to do it later. Um, Just get uncomfortable. Even if you're in the middle of a grocery store, you know, get uncomfortable. If your kids are in the car and they've never heard you pray out loud, get uncomfortable. You know, if we can't pray with our husband, we can't pray with our kids, we can't pray with those closest to us, how are we going to be able to pray with a stranger that we don't know and encounter throughout the day? Mm -hmm. Um, We're not going to be able to. So those moments where we get uncomfortable grow us to where we can be a little more comfortable in certain Mm -hmm. things. Not that you need to live a life of comfortability by, you know, we don't, we're not trying to say that, but you get, yeah, you get more confidence, I guess, yeah, in the ability to pray out loud or the confidence to be able to go up and say hi to someone that you don't know and introduce yourself. The ability um, to get up and speak and give a message, you know, it's uncomfortable, but the more you do it, the more confidence you gain, and yeah. the more that you you can kind of just, you know, with the help of the comforter, yes. you can do it. Because like we said earlier, God did not give you a spirit of fear. Right. He gave you power and a sound mind to do these things. Mm-hmm. And with that comforter, comforter, um, whenever people ask about, like, a lot of people have been asking me about Holy Spirit lately and what's the importance of this or that. And um, when it comes to praying for people, Um, and using the Holy Spirit in that, what it means is you may not, like, this is perfect for when you have a stranger come up to you, you have no idea what they're going through because you don't know them. You don't know anything. But Holy Spirit does. God knows what they're going through. So when you ask God to give you that Holy Spirit, just comfort and everything, He will also use His Holy Spirit to guide your words Mm -hmm. and um, it even says in, I believe it was Proverbs. Yeah. Proverbs three, six says, seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. I love that. And I think that also can imply to the prayers, you know, he will show you where to go with this prayer. He will right. show you what to do next with this person. Like, you know, point them in the direction to this or there, you know, anything. Like, when you seek his will in all that you do, everything else lines up. Mm-hmm. And he'll take away that feeling of discomfort um, and all that good stuff. So Yeah, and, I mean, she was kind of talking about that verse in terms of, like, praying for people, but even in terms of, you know, the next season of your life, the next chapter of your life, you know, what what's ahead of you um like he will direct your steps right he'll make sure that whatever path you're taking but you have to seek him first and all that you do you know mm-hmm. or you won't see those steps they're oh, not yeah. going to be clear to you because you don't have your spiritual eyes on 
right? right. It's like glasses you got to put on. Like if you ain't putting the glasses on, you ain't going to see. Nope. But you got to put the glasses on. You got to have the, the word in you. You got to have, you know, time with God. You got to be able to hear him so you know where to go next, what steps to take, what opportunity is good, what relationship will benefit, you know, what relationship will give fruit and not leave you, you know, broken. Those kind of things you're going to find out through reading God's word, through praying, through taking those steps of uncomfortability. It, in Joshua 1, 9, it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He is your sidekick, you yeah. know? He's going to make it more... He's going to have a more of an ease in your spirit, you know, once you take that step, once you do that thing, once you step out of, you know, your comfortability, then he kind of comes in and he's like, I got you girl. Like I got you. We got this. We're going to, we're going to do that thing because you got me living inside of you. And when you're weak, I'm strong. So just, you know, chill out, Yeah. you know? So, um, be encouraged that, you know, we have to be uncomfortable. Yeah. We got to step out of the complacency is like that mentality and that lifestyle of just being complacent with what we have. Um, don't settle, you know, God wants you to move forward. He wants the best for you. He wants you to fulfill the call in your life. Um, and you're going to feel uncomfortable, but when you're uncomfortable, it says the Lord, your God is with you. Yeah. So be strong. It makes me, I always remember that VBS song that we did. Oh my gosh. The deep sea discovery. Okay, tell me. I forget. God is with me wherever I go. I got intense on that song. I loved it. And I stick with it. It may have been for the kids, but it was for me too. That is so crazy. (laughs) I remember that. That was a fun one. It was. God is with you. Wherever you go. Yes. And if you have Mm -hmm. to shout it out in a kid song, shout it out, sing your kid song. However you need to like pump yourself up, like you're not pumping you, but you're, you know, you're getting yourself confident and ready to walk into the next phase of your life, ready Mm -hmm. to do that next thing. If praying out loud is scary to you, then you better start praying out loud. Yeah. Even just pray out loud in your prayer room or wherever you do prayer. Yeah. Start like, I even started yelling in my car before I started like praying with people, you know, get practice in your own Mm -hmm. verbally find somebody who you're close to who you can practice praying with you Mm -hmm. know even if you have to call them or something and be like hey I want to pray for you today can I just yeah do it I never thought like um I used to look at like my our pastor and his wife I remember multiple times in like really dark seasons I would call them and it was so weird that Cause it's not weird, but like, I wasn't used to it. They just prayed on the phone with me right then and there. Yeah. Like they're, I would like tell them what's going on. They're like, Oh my gosh, let's just pray right now. And they just prayed right over the phone. I could hear them like crying and sobbing mm-hmm. and it touched me. And I'm like, they cared so much. Like one to even pick up the phone <laughs> yeah. to, two to even listen to what I had to say, but three to pray right then. Like it was important to them to pray right then so I could hear what they're praying. And I won't forget like the first time that I prayed on the phone with someone like the, not like, I'm not going to say like, I wasn't proud of myself, but I'm like, there you go, Brooke. Like, yeah, you did something that you're not comfortable with. Yeah. And like, it just felt good, you Mm -hmm. know? 
um, scared. Yeah. Didn't really even know. I don't even know what I said. But it touched the person that I was praying for. And that's all that matters. Um, It's just to be that extension of God's grace and mercy to everyone around us. So -hmm. you got to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Don't you? Sure do. So we have to do something uncomfortable this week. I want you guys to just yeah, let's do send out a something. Yeah. We're going to challenge you this week to do something uncomfortable. And Hannah and I are going to do it too. And we'll make like a social media post about it. Like what did you do that was uncomfortable this week? And then Hannah mm-hmm. and I will come on and share kind of what we did that was uncomfortable. So you guys know that, listen, we're not just like here telling you what to do or like giving you advice. Like we're living this thing out too. Yeah. Like we struggle just like you do. It's, there's things that we're scared of. So... Um, I don't know what I'll do. I'll think about it. Yeah. But I'm going to get uncomfortable this week. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. And then we're going to be comfortable when we're done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's pray. God, I thank you for this time where we can come together, where we can just learn from your word, and where we can share our life experiences and our troubles, our weaknesses, but also glorify you in our strengths, in our, in our successes. And God, um, I just pray that as we are sharing your word and and shining light on things that of this world that need a light shine on them the dark spots in our life it's the dark um uncomfortable things that we may be in right now god thank you for shining your light on it thank you for bringing us to the knowledge that hey we don't have to be um we don't need to live a life of comfortability we don't need to settle we don't need to um, be comfortable with the things that we're at and the places that we're at. But God, you actually call us out of that. You call us to be separate. You call us to be different. And I just pray that as we walk out this week, that we find opportunities to get uncomfortable, that we stop and talk to someone that we normally wouldn't talk to, that we stop and pray for someone that we wouldn't normally pray, that we um, just say bless you to someone in the drive through whatever it is, God, that you've placed in our heart. Let us do it and Holy Spirit, comfort us while we're doing it because we're going to be stepping outside of our natural fleshly selves and we're going to need your help we're going to need your comfort we're going to need your boldness and your strength so thank you holy spirit for being with us in jesus name amen amen true selfie fam it is brooke and i just wanted to take a minute and thank you so much for listening to our episode today i wanted to let you know that there are plenty of ways that you can support this podcast what you just did right now is supporting it just by listening and i just want to say i appreciate your listen but there are other ways to support by sharing on your social media platforms leaving a star or review from wherever you are listening from or you can financially support whether it be through clicking the more feature tab you'll see a link that says support this podcast and that gives you the flexibility to do small monthly contributions that's right as little as 99 cents and you can also support through my website it's brookgunther.com by clicking the donate tab where you can do one-time contributions or monthly contributions um, that are accepted through paypal or you can use your debit or credit card however you support i just want you to know that i appreciate you Thank you.